Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. and Junkies presents The Fall of Osha, Episode 31, The Depths. The solo adventures continue, as this time we get to follow Oberon on his own metal quest to find a cure for Kendra's injuries. How will that go? Well, let's find out. Yes, yes, demon lady. I am saying got it. I'm Kerry, and hello, friends. Welcome back to Dungeons and Junkies, where if you've been following me, you may have noticed that I seem to have slipped into a small habit of doing solo sessions. So who do we have for this one? Hello, I am Chad, and today I will be playing everyone's favorite high elf Simic hybrid, royalty, sort of, just kind of a rich guy from back in the day. What? And just a tentacled man. I am Oberon Duncan Valar. And clearly the girls are with me. B, Dorothy, Rose, and Blanche. Everyone's favorite Simic hybrid and and his ladies. Thank you for being a friend. But no. Well, yes. I always say that, and I've never been sure why. It's been a few days since the incidents of the arena as the final of the trials, and Volker has been proving to be a fairly hospitable place. I can say that word. Hospitable? It's been a welcoming place, in spite of everything. Everyone's kind of been doing their own thing. Except for Charlie, who left a note on the sideboard of the party's now shared house that just said, I'm leaving time to take care of something important. If you leave time before I'm back, I'll find you guys on the road. From Charlie. But apart from that, it's been a fairly quiet time. So what's Oberon been up to so far? Uh, first of all, has uh, Kindra's condition improved at all? Well... With her time with the Doctor, you seem positive, but you haven't really been able to see any improvement just yet. He's trying several different things, pulling out various ancient tomes of, I suppose, New Age medicine would be the best term, since, as Oberon is well aware at this point, modern medicines are not available for the prisoners of the island. But she's at least stable, where I know she's not going to die right now, right? She's not actively at death's door. Uh, Oberon has spent 90% of all of his time with Kindra, uh, only taking maybe an hour trance here and there back at the house to just keep himself alive, basically, but never taking a full, long trance at all like that for fear of something happening while he was gone. Uh, but in one of the evenings when the doctor assured Oberyn that 
Kendra would be fine for the evening. Uh, he would have probably made his way outside of town to try and find just an empty field. Okay. Let's see. Um, roll me a d4, please. I got a one. Ah. This time it's good, though. The first field you came across is empty. Um, Oberyn in the night would kind of just drop down his things um, and with his spear begin to kind of dig a makeshift grave. Um, could you roll me a strength check, please? Uh, that is a 8 plus 5, so that's a 13. Okay. In spite of the injuries you suffered only a few days prior, Oberyn is... Oberyn is a beef, as I tend to describe things. It takes you basically no time at all to dig a shield-sized hole. After the hole is completed, I'm going to take the shield off of my back and Oberyn hold it in front of him, kind of staring at the family crest, which is best described as a V that's kind of been made into a branching tree. So you can definitely see that it's a V, but as many like vines and limbs and other things coming off of it, kind of describing how the Villan family has long since spread their you know roots throughout everything throughout the years. Like the, the Villan family is one of the oldest elf families throughout all of this world. And Oberyn just staring at it, kind of no. None of you girls will understand. You just came into this world not more than a week ago. I've been here for more time than most creatures get in a lifetime. And I'll be here for much longer. He kind of just stares still into the shield. I don't think the family would approve of what is going to happen next. And Father, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I've become. I'm sorry for what I must become further. I'm sorry I couldn't save Hendrix. And I'm sorry for what happened to Ophelia. But father, I swear, I will burn this island to the ground. And I will drag that scientist back to the mainland. And you will have your pound of flesh. And we will have our day in court. I will fix this all. But please, please, don't judge me for what I've become. And Oberyn will, staring at the shield, just drop it into the grave that he has dug. For also, looking at the spear, the family V made into an elven blade. 
I don't. I don't think I can take this either. We'll drop the spear into the grave. And then slowly begin with his hands and the ladies, his four tentacles, begin to push the dirt back over to bury his family spear and his shield. It takes even less time to bury the spear and shield until there's just Oberyn his girls, and not the first freshly turned Isle of Arf you've seen lately. Oberyn will take the time and very deeply with one of his, you know, claw-like fingers, dig into the dirt and draw a big family V, small little branches coming off of it. Even knowing that it won't last, but Oberyn will always remember this spot. Before turning back and heading back to check on Kendra. When you get back to the squat little building that has become the doctor's surgery for Volker, with their semi-qualified doctor <laughs> on the island. People have probably learned quite quickly not to question somebody's qualifications because it's better than nothing. But he's gotten even more tomes out. Reading by candlelight at this point, his face a few inches away from the page. The, doc the doctor's a fairly old man, and he's muttering to himself. He jumps when he notices you. He goes, ah! Where have you been all over mud like that? Your concern is not with me. I am fine and among the living. Your concern is with Kendra. How is she? Still alive, if that's what you're asking. Doc, you know I have not taken kindly to your sarcasm. This is not I... the time for your dry bits of humour. Please. Aye, and I've not taken too kindly to you coming in here and ordering me around like I'm your skibby. But here we are. I've got one other thing to try. So, you'll excuse me, and you'll get off and shuffle towards his little store cupboard, which has pretty much been open for the entire time Oberon has been in the Doctors. You can see his supplies are dwindling. You see, Oberon takes a deep gulp for looking. I'm sorry, I... I know you are doing everything you can. I, it has been a rough bit of time for us and I, I am sorry that I'm taking it out on you, sir. You do not deserve that. 
are doing everything you can, I know. He pauses and turns around. I I know you're not a bad lad. It's, I mean, it's troubling times for all of us. But I know what it's like to have people there on them beds, friends you're trying to save. How it got into this, really. He goes back to pulling little tubs out and looking in them, muttering back to himself in his own little world. Oberyn will go take up his stool next to Kendra's bed, where he spends all of his time. Kendra doesn't respond. She's still out cold at the moment. Although she did wake for a few minutes, maybe a day ago. The doctor was able to give her some water, but she's been pretty comatose since then. Her face is still a very, very pale grey. And she's just laying in the same spot. She could be a statue if you couldn't see her breathing. Oberyn takes a spot on his stool and as he holds, grabs Kendra's hand, just begins to, it's going to be okay. The doctor's going to figure this out. You're going to wake up and everything is going to be fine. You know that, Kendra. I know that. It's going to be fine. About ten minutes or so later, the doctor comes out of his cupboard. Yeah. Have a quick word with you. All right, Kendra. I'll, I'll be right back. I promise you that I will not leave your side again. And Oberyn will stand up and go over to the dock. I got one more remedy I want to try, and this is an old one goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. People even use it still on parts of the mainland. Obviously, you know, the island has shrunk. So, finding the, uh, whatchamacallums, uh, components for this has become harder. Now, I'm sure you're sick to death of people pointing out your he gestures to his neck where on Oberyn there would be gills I'm sure you're sick of people pointing all this out but I might need you to try and get something for me you don't have to but it depends how much you uh, want to save your friend because Honest, I'll, I'll level with you. I'm running out of ideas here. And I'm running out of things that I can make, gesturing to the almost empty store cupboard. Sir, I will obviously do anything and everything to save Kindra. So please point me in the direction of whatever you need or whoever is holding it, and I will have it for you as soon as I can. All right. 
pulls out a smaller book this time and starts flicking through some pages. And as he does, you can see little diagrams of plants until he stops. Right. I don't know what the science name is, but that doesn't really concern us right now. But it's more commonly known as pokeweed. It used to grow in the shallow pools around here. But obviously, as you can see, gesturing out the window to where the sea now is, we don't really have the southern part of this region anymore. And I'm not one of them, ah, whatchamacallans, mermaid people. I don't know what the proper name is. I'm not one of them, so I can't get any. But I figure you, with your... Anatomy? Just say it, sir. You can say gills. I'm not going to be offended. You, with your gills, you should be able to find it. I'm assuming they're fully functional. Yes, I'm fully capable of surviving under the water for any amount of time. That's how I got to the island. You must have swum some way then. Yes, as I said, if I want something done, I will get it done. As Oberyn will reach out and kind of rip the page out of the book. So I will return with how much of this you need. And that is how much. Bring whatever you can carry, I guess. Is there any other things I can bring back to try and help Kindra? I think this is all we can think to try at the moment. When you're coming up close to it, you should be able to find it. It's, um, it's got a glow to it. There's like, it's like the water version of, um, you ever been in the caves around here? Oberon can't even hold back, like just a deep eye roll happens and you see the gold, like just complete, become a complete inky blackness for a second. Before, yes, I have been in the caves much lately. You can see the doctor trying not to smile. I am, um, not everyone's very fond of them, but there's this moss in there. It's called cotton moss. It glows. And this is basically the aquatic version of it. It's It's got a lot of um, antiseptic properties like. Well, Doctor, I will get you as much of this as I can. H how long do I have? The sooner the better. If it makes you feel any better, I'll lock up here. No one can come in all right that way. Let me go say goodbye to Kindra, and I will leave immediately. 
Fly your leaf then. And Oberyn will then turn and go back to the stool, grabbing Kendra's hand. All right. I have to leave now. I, I know, I know I just promised I wasn't going to leave your side, but I must go. It is for your health. The doctor has an idea, and I must go retrieve something for him. I promise you, I will be back as soon as I can. Just please, please hold on, Kendra. Please. And Oberyn will kiss the back of her hand before laying it gently back down on the bed. Then it will stand back up and go return to the doctor and follow him to the front door. I know you're a strong lad, but you take care. None, none of us know what it's like down there anymore. We only know it for what it was. Please, keep her safe. Keep her alive. I will return as soon as I can. Do what I can. Do everything you can. Of course. Thank you. You hear the door bolt shut behind you as the doctor closes it. Uh, I know it's the night time, but is there anything open right now? Hmm. Run investigation, please. That is investigation. Only a eight. Okay. There are only two lights on in Volca, aside from the Doctor. And that's the inn, where you can hear the faint sound of voices drifting down the small street. And a small, barely visible eat in the remains of the church. Over and we'll look at both of them and no it's not worth the time all right and i will begin to because i already have all the things that i have now i still have my longbow and my scale mail and that's about it so i'm gonna head towards the sea Oberon's traveling light the sea You've seen the sea before. I won't insult your intelligence by describing the sea to the audience. Or maybe I will a little bit. There's a small beach, if you can call it that. It's mostly just rocks and rubble leading down to a very calm sea. Uh, as I reach the water, you can actually see all four of the tentacles, almost like a dog who doesn't want to get in the water, like are all standing up on end, like looking down and over it. Oh, I forgot, you've not, don't worry. We're going to be fine. It's, yes, no, yes, it's water. It's fine. No, it is not like the lava we saw before. As uh, I'm already up to my knees in it and I'm not in pain. You can, come on, it's going to be fine. Ladies, don't be babies about this. Don't be babies. As Oberyn's still, like, walking forward, you can see it's, like, actively fighting against him. 
I'm, we're going in whether you like it or not. Alright, this is it. I'm just gonna dive in. Okay. The water is obviously cold, but I shouldn't think that's a problem for Oberon. And you dive. It goes straight down. The beach levels off for a few feet and then just boom. It's a drop. You dive. Dive. It gets dimmer as the surface just starts to fade from your view. And after after well over a month in a glass box, what's Oberon's thoughts at being underwater once more? This is quite freeing for Oberyn, and honestly, with the four tentacles kind of almost freaking out a little bit being in this underwater scenario, they don't breathe or anything, but they've never been in this scenario, they're almost quiet at this moment, and in the serene, inky blackness of the bottom, or the depths of the sea, it's probably the most tranquility that Oberyn has experienced in a long time, with no one or anyone around saying anything to him and just it being dark and calm and quiet. It sure is quiet. Most likely the only thing you can hear are the girls and your own thoughts. As you keep going, can you make me a perception check, please? That is a 30. Ah, yes, Oberon Honey's monstrous perception modifier. You see everything, really, down here. You see into the future and into the past. Well, almost. But you can tell, after the tsunami, it's almost as if part of the island just broke off and sank into the sea. Everything down here is still perfect. You're, sw you're swimming over what was once a field, with the old tree dotted here and there. The remains of a stone house. It was probably a farm, judging by just how it's this stone house in the middle of a field. You keep going. There's a submerged forest in the distance. But you also notice it's very quiet, as in, there's no animal life around whatsoever. No fish, no aquatic creatures. Uh, noticing that there hasn't been any kind of animals about, Oberon would probably kind of stop, just kind of float there for a second and look around. Is there? Besides the water being cold, is there anything else off about the water? Make me nature at advantage, please. Uh, a nature check. That is a 13 plus 6, so a 19. Okay. As, are you looking for anything particular? As in things that are off. I mean, 
the first two things that come off, because I already know it's cold, is the, are there any odd currents? Is there a current? Can I feel a current anyway in the ocean? And then also, is the water like properly like salinated? Because I've, I've swam in the ocean, like I swam to the island. So like, is this water off in any way, I guess, is the best way to ask that question. There's no currents, and it seems like normal seawater. If Oberon was to take out a little pH kit, it might not be perfect, but it's close enough. But there's no current? No. Oberon immediately clocks that is very wrong. There should be some sort of underlying current to this ocean at this moment. Uh, can I go... Can I swim down and investigate the stone house? Sure. You swim down. It's only about another 20, 30 feet below you. And you come across the front door of this almost perfectly preserved stone house. I'd like to open the door and look inside, swim inside. Okay. You open the door. And there, there are bodies floated to the ceiling of this house. Bodies that rightly should have been rotting by now. It's not cold enough to preserve them. So are they, is there any decay on them? Uh, investigation at advantage, please. Because I'm sure Oberon knows about decay. Yeah, well, even with advantage, that was a one and a five on the die. Uh, so that's a massive seven. Well, maybe he was a little distracted by being out in the open ocean once more. But they look fine to you. They could have died five minutes ago for all you know. This is going to sound disgusting, but... Oberyn is going to go in his head, basically. Blanche, I just... Would you hazard taking a bite out of one of those quickly for me? No, oh, fuck it. Roll me an attack roll for Blanche at advantage, because it can't go anywhere. Uh, that? See, why did I get that on the last roll? Uh, that's an 18 or 19 on the die, so I'm sure that hits, because that's plus 9, yeah. so... Blanche bites straight through to the bone. Blood comes out of the wound, slowly. The flesh looks clammy. But at the same time... It, they could have died five minutes ago, despite everything. Okay, Oberon has been around enough death. Is, like, so it's bleeding slowly? Yeah. Oberon knows there is so much wrong with this situation. Uh, they, the blood should be flowing very expeditedly if it was going to, because it should be pooled. Yeah. That's, gravity should have pulled it down. So there's a lot of issues with everything in this, like, situation. So Oberon's now on high alert, like, and will retract, like, all right, Blanche, you can let go. That answered some of my questions while raising about 20,000 more, so just be on your guard, girls. I don't know what's going on down here. 
uh, but then Oberyn will exit the underwater cottage and continue, I guess, towards the underwater forest, looking okay. for the oakweed. Oakweed, yes. But you leave the cottage and the strange, very incorrect dead bodies <laughs> make your way over to the forest. And this forest, as you get closer, like the bodies, is perfectly preserved. The leaves are still on the trees. And the forest floor is intact. It's just... underwater. About how far does this forest seem to extend? It's not a massive forest. On foot, you could probably clear it in about half an hour. So as you said, the entire, like part of the island just seemed to have fallen, correct? Fallen. Must have been very gentle though, given how everything is still in place. With that, can I see an edge? Edge. Uh, investigation, please. Wow, I cannot roll. I am rolling great on anything besides investigation. That is a seven. <laughs> Maybe you should have bought Moira with you. <laughs> no, you can't really see anything resembling an edge. <laughs> Just, I don't understand how this this makes no sense. This should have this was a while ago that this fell. This should all be destroyed. There's no way that this would all be this. Oberyn's kind of just muttering to himself in his head as he's kind of just swimming along over the top of this forest kind of trying to see if he can see any glowing components anywhere. Let's see. Probably a strange experience going over the top of the forest rather than through it. As you swim over it, everything is eerily perfectly preserved. And there's no glowing for a while. The only thing remotely of interest you see is a single fish swimming along. Is it alive? Yes. Oh, I'm going to swim over to talk to this fish right away. This fish is a very cautious fish swimming over the top in the opposite direction. You can tell this fish is radiating discomfort. What the fuck is going on here? Well, I was hoping to ask you the same question. Ah. Hello. And I assume this would be about the most terrifying encounter for a fish as a golden-eyed, fanged, elf-like, you know, creepy creature with four massive fanged tentacles swims up and is now just directly in front of it. Hello! Yes, um, so you all don't know what's going on here either? No. I... Just, I just found myself going this way. This never used to be here. Where are any of your 
compatriots, your friends, your family, any other creatures such as yourself? We scattered when something swam at us, and somehow I ended up over here. Something swam at you? Where? He turns round, not having the limbs to point. I'm over there. I think I might be going in the wrong direction to get back to my family. Well, thank you for your help. Please be careful. I do not know what is going on around here, but there is something off in these waters. Yes, there's normally more of us here, for a start. Oberyn considers rolling his eyes, but realizes it'd probably be lost on a fish, so doesn't. The fish carries on his merry little way. So the fish swims away, never to be seen again, probably. Now it's just Oberyn and his ladies. Well, I'm clearly going to head towards the spot where the fish said he was attacked by something. Okay. You swim on for maybe five more minutes before you can see the trees starting to thin out into a clearing where there is a soft glow coming from the bed below. Well, this doesn't feel like a trap or anything. You roll me perception, please. That is a 21. Okay. You can't see any visible traps, but laying amongst all the softly glowing plants is a large serpent-like creature, about 50 foot long, with lots of little alligator-type legs studded along its body, just chilling in the field of glowing grass. Can I see its head? Yeah. Does it look like it's seen me? Glances up at you, and then smiles, a very toothy grin. But it doesn't do anything else. Just carries on chilling. I smile back at the creature. <laughs> a toothy grin myself. About how much, uh, how far below me is it? About 40 foot, if you just dive straight down. I would like to dive down 20 feet, so there's still 20 feet between us. And then kind of position myself so that I'm, like, looking at it. And then go, hello there. Hello again. I fear you don't recognize me, do you? No, I... I do not. That's understandable. Last time you saw me, you were in my home. 
Oberyn will kind of cocking his head to the side. Were you at the bottom of a well? In a manner of speaking, yes. So you're an... I thought you were more of a god than... You're a physical manifestation of something. I'm more of a concept, really. Well then, conceptually, what are you doing here? I have free roam of the waters. They're my home. I think I told one of your friends as much not too long back. I have to ask, are you the one then who is creating all of these odd things here in the water? No. No, that's not me. I am rather annoyed though, people just dumping their landmass into my waters. Yes, well, I, I will say that the surface world was not happy with this being dumped into the waters either, so... Ah, uh, nobody wins. Tis the way of the world, isn't it? Absolutely. What brings you down here? Well, I actually come seeking what you are lying in. What's about this? Yes, it's rather nice, isn't it? So it seems. Would you be willing to part with some of it? I, I do not honestly know if I should approach you as a friend or a foe. You have been most duplicitous in the last meeting, so... Yes, yes, I've been, shall we say, lectured by one of your compatriots over this. But it's not my pokeweed, as they call it, on the surface world. It's anyone's for the taking. Oberyn will, he's slowly begin to descend a little bit more and make his way and probably how, how big is this field how much space is there away from the jaws of this concept of a creature it's 60 foot by 60 foot right so I would like to kind of lower and then go to the edge so that there's at least 10 feet between me and this creature but I, I want to you know basically keep eye contact with it Oh. It watches you. You don't trust me at all, do you? I don't trust anyone, so do not take it as a slight against you. Understandable. And I'd like to begin to collect as much pokeweed as I can. Okay. Um, let's see. Roll me a d20, please. That is a 12. Okay. You collect 12 massive handfuls of pokeweed. Surprisingly will... soft when you touch it. I will take that all and shove it into my bag. 
Um, well, I... I guess... Unless there's something I could do for you, or you want from me, I might be on my way. How are things on the surface world? Not good. Not good at all. As I expected. People don't often come down this far unless things are not good. Oh, I prefer it much down here. It's quiet. It just... Not a sound for, well, miles around. Gives you time to think. It also fills me with a bit of concern that there isn't sounds for miles around. You said it's not you who stopped the currents. No, if it were me, I would have admitted to doing so, because that's quite some powerful stuff. It's possibly something I'm capable of, but no, this was not me. He takes a huge mouthful of pokeweed and eats it. Well then, do you know who is stopping the currents? Hmm. It's almost amusing. This thing has lots of... I guess an alligator, I meant crocodile. Little crocodile arms. It pulls a thinking pose. With its tiny, tiny arms and its huge head. Do I know? No other beings that could stop the currents. But alas, not many of them are here. Fortunately for them. You seem oddly unconcerned about someone. I would guess the best way to say it, messing with your domain. If I'm... Where should I put this? I have my concerns. But I don't wish to show people my concerns. It makes them worry more when they come into contact with you. You're a very strange creature. I've been told. Well, I thank you for your time and your, I guess, help in being in this pokeweed field. I guess I will be on my way. I'm sure we may meet again. In the meantime, give my regards to Shard. Oberyn, once again, without losing eye contact will begin to just swim straight up. And they will watch you swim up. Before eventually shrugging and going for another snooze in the pokeweed field. Oberyn, and the way that since you're underwater, you can be moving forwards, but also still kind of looking backwards after reaching about a good 60 feet above where the creature is, we'll begin to swim back across the the way he came. Okay. 
Can you roll me a perception check again, please? 25. When he's in the water, how attuned to his surroundings would you say Oberon is? Given this is probably his element, as it were. It's it's weird because his like tremor sense slash the spores almost kind of spread out in a perfect sphere around him. So like anything within like a twenty foot like of his aura, kind of like a sonar just constantly going off. And Oberyn's like the blackness and inkiness of his eyes, they've almost kind of moved back a little bit farther. So his actual like uh what am I kind of what's this what's your side vision? Peripheral? Peripheral, there we go. I was gonna say perpendicular and I knew that wasn't the right word. His peripheral vision is so massive that he probably has almost 200 degrees of vision instead of the normal like 180 degrees that most of us front set creatures have. I'm glad you mentioned the tremor sense because it does go off. You can feel just the tiniest tremor going through the earth. And the seabed, because it has quite a wide range, Oberon's tremor sense does. It's not massive, but it's definitely there. Uh, Oberon will immediately look back towards the creature to see if it moved at all. As the tremor went off, you can see the creature's head shoot up. And then it tilts its head before swimming off so fast it may have just blinked out of existence well wonderful do i have a sense of where the tremor came from hmm it seemed to come well obviously it came from the earth below you but it also seemed to come from all around. Whatever it was, it was enough to cause the big creature to panic and swim off with its 200 foot of swim speed. Oberyn knowing that he is probably in a pretty big sense of danger at this second, would probably swim down and try and take some refuge amongst the underwater forest at this moment and try and see if he can see anything that's going to come out at this moment but he would be able to travel through the underwater forest to give himself some cover okay um can you roll me another perception please you roll this one at disadvantage because there are trees everywhere (laughs) Well, I dropped a 15, but I still got a 9, so that's a 22. Ah, yes. Scary modifiers. Don't we love them? As you start dropping through the trees, it's odd. More fish are just scattered here and there. They seem to have the same idea as you, if anything. But nothing big pops out and starts to attack if that's what you're looking for. Can I um, check out this forest floor? Yeah. Can I try and dig down? Okay. 
You sink your hands into the very soggy layer of pine needles and leaves. And as you push them aside, what was once the dusty forest floor is now as the texture of wet sand. You can dig it. Mm. Bits of sand swirl up and they cloud the water around you. But it's very ordinary. trying to figure out if this is actually because this shouldn't be the actual ocean floor at this moment I wouldn't think unless it is and this just became added on top of it Oberyn's not sure if he's there could be another like ocean below like more of the ocean below this point the fact that it's so solid though and he can't dig just straight through Oberyn would just continue stop digging and then just continue on going through the forest though now to maintain cover while also keeping an eye towards, you know, the sky, basically. And you look up to the sky, there's a lot of trees above you. But you weave through the forest. The, the clearing starts to come into sight. But the clearing of the forest starts to come into sight. And you can see the outline of the cottage fields. Does it look like anything has changed? Let me a history check, please. That's a massive seven. Looks pretty the same to you. Well, Oberyn then very cautiously, kind of sitting at the edge of this forest, but then began to swim slowly out into this field, probably towards the cottage again. So kind okay. of keeping a low profile. Do you swim in the weirdly still and quiet water? Nothing jumps out to bother you, and you reach the cottage fairly quickly. Are the bodies still in there? The bodies are still in there, yes. Oberyn will once again give a cautious glance all around, make sure nothing's going on, and continue on his way. Okay. Nothing bothers you. It's clear. It's a straight shot. And within a fairly short time, you are back at... Well, since you're starting under the water this time, there is essentially now a cliff face that just goes up and up and up. And Oberyn will begin to swim up. As I'm swimming up, though, can I kind of scan this hole? Are there any caves or anything? Like, enter into the wall? Uh, roll me investigation at advantage, please. Alright, well, that's the best investigation check I've rolled so far. That is a 19. Okay. 
you're swimming up, you can see it catches your eye. It's almost hidden, but there is a small cave in the cliff face, as it were. I would like to go check out this cave, because mm -hmm. these are probably Shard's homes. I mean, Shard could fit through this one, but even they'd have to crouch. The entrance is about four and a half foot wide by about five foot tall. The tentacles kind of almost form kind of like a cape for Oberyn as they kind of like wrap around his body to like kind of make it smaller as they swim into the opening of the cave. Okay. It's... As the DM, I've got to understand a bit more about Oberyn recently. Would you say he has any kind of claustrophobia? If he wasn't in the water, he would, but the sense that there's water all around him, he feels much more secure in it. Like if he was in a dry situation like this, then yes, he probably would be a little wigged out by it. But since he's in the water and he has his gills and everything like that, he's totally fine with it. Okay. Because it narrows out, not too, f narrows in rather, not too far from the entrance. And soon you find you have to drag yourself along it. It's like pothole. Or something, but underground. Underwater ground? Underwater. It'll be fine, ladies. I know you're scraping your it's fine. You will recover. It is just a scrape. You are fine, Rose. Gosh, you are a whiner. You were inside a mouth of a creature the other day. Just stop complaining going to be fine. I don't know why we're going through this cave. I just thought it might be a good idea. Poor Rose. Now covered in scrapes to go with skin stealer bite marks. Do you keep going? And could you make me a perception check, please? Twenty-one. Okay. You can see where the water... Well, where the water stops just by looking up now. As the cave will eventually start going into dry land. Still in this very, very enclosed space. Is there any light at all? There's a very soft light. Oberyn's curiosity at this time has to be satiated. He can't hold himself back because he continues on swimming okay. and crawling, basically. You break the surface of the water and you look up and this cave is still very narrow. You would still have to crawl slash drag yourself through it. But the walls are lined with these deep orange, almost red little gems that give off a soft light. Can I pull one of these gems out of the wall? Make me sleight of hand, please. Uh, that is a 13. Okay. You 
pull the gem out of the wall. When you put your hand on it, it was warm. But as soon as you take it out of the wall, it's cold and the glow fades. It still glows a little, but nowhere near as much as it did when it was in the wall. Can I put it back in the wall? Mm-hmm. It doesn't it. light up again. I would like to take this gem put it in my bag. Okay. You now have a strange gem in your possession. Oberyn stealing his resolve and looking at this very tiny like crawl space can I like see where it goes at all? You can see it goes up on a slant for about 30 foot but then it must drop because you can't see any further than that. We can make it 30 feet, ladies, right? We can do it. Yeah, yes. Yes, B, yes, yes, of course we can do it. We can do it. All right. We can do it. Okay. Make me athletics, please. Start dragging yourself up. That's cocked. Uh, that's A19. Okay. You pull yourself out of the water completely and start crawling. You soon find you have to lay on your stomach and drag yourself along, one arm at a time, all the way up for 30 feet. And just all the while, you can feel the walls getting narrower and narrower. Just keep going. Just keep going. Yes, we're going to be fine. The end is right up there. It's going to be good. It's going to be fine. Fine. It's going to be fine. Can you make me a strength save, please? As you drag yourself through a bit. And it feels as though the rocks shift around you. And they press into you, pinning you in place for a moment. Uh, well, on a strength save, I do get to add my proficiency bonus. So that is a 27. Yeah. There is probably a moment of just pure, ah, as these rocks pin you into place. But being the beef that Oberon is. With some wiggling, you manage to get free. <sighs> yes, okay. Well, that was odd. And now Oberon is, like, furiously, like, crawling. Like, like chaotically just pulling with the tentacles also. All four of them kind of pulling himself along as well. Okay. You make it to the top without further instant. And you can see it is a straight drop down on the other side. It's a very deep drop, actually, because whilst it's dark in here, that it's dark down the drop, and your dark vision doesn't reach to the bottom of it. Can I take the semi-glowing stone out of my bag? Yeah. I like take that out. I don't like to drop it. Okay. You watch it drop until it fades out of sight. Then four seconds pass. Five seconds before you hear just the tiniest poof. Did it sound like it hit water or ground? Ground. Right. 
Alright ladies, this... We're going to try something, and this might hurt, but we'll be okay. And we'll be in an... Like, can I see how, like, wide this... Like, can I... Does it go up as well? This, like, drop, or is it just a ceiling now? It's just ceiling, Meg. The only way is down. And then, like, can I see the other side of the wall at all, looking straight mm -hmm. ahead? If Oberyn was laid out flat over the gap, you could touch the wall. Well then, uh, with that, I would like to shimmy myself a little bit farther forward, and I would like to put my both hands on the wall ahead of me, and using my four tentacles, I would like to also brace myself against the walls. And then, since I have both claws and my tentacles have teeth, I would like to try and slide down these stone walls, slowing my descent with my own claws and my tentacles. Okay, let's see. Can you make me... Let's watch what we do this one. Free athletics checks, please. I would love to. I can roll them all at once. Oh, this is not good. Alright, so my highest is a 14, then I got a 10, and then I got a 7. Mm. That was a 2, a 5, and a 9 on the die. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, good thing Oberyn's got some health! <laughs> Full damage is 1d6 per 10 foot, isn't it? Yup. Okay. How many foot is Oberyn in the air there? Okay. So it's going well, really. Almost too well. These rocks, they're not the most secure things you've ever seen in your lives. And you go down about 10 foot, 20 foot, and then with no real warning, on one side, the stone just gives way. Oh. Shit! You just drop. And you drop about 50 foot. It's a long old way down. <laughs> With a boom, you hit the floor. You only take 17 damage, which I think is quite good for falling 50 foot. Woo! I'm like you... a squirrel. Yeah. You land in a heap on the stone floor. Ugh. Well, ladies, that could have gone worse. We're still alive. Uh, can I open my eyes and look about to see what's up here? Yes, make me investigation at advantage, please, because you're in quite a small area. What in the hell? Stop asking me for investigation. That's a <laughs> one and a three on the die. So that is a massive five. 
When you say stop asking me for investigation, all I hear is keep making me roll investigation. <laughs> you look around. And from what I know of Oberyn, I'm sure he's not particularly pleased by the two options that now lay in front of him. Climb back up the wall, or go through the crawl space that's about three foot high and four foot wide. Oberyn just lying flat on his stomach, looking at the situation. Okay, ladies, we're probably going to die down here. No, you're right. We have to. We have to get out of here. Kindred needs us. We have. We have to keep going. I don't. I don't know why I came into this cave. I. I don't know. I was drawn to it. I. I. I don't know. But we just have to keep going. We just have to keep going. Onwards. Onwards. And Oberyn will once again begin to drag himself forwards and break. into the crawl space. The first thing that hits you in here is the air is musty. Can you roll me enough athletics, please? As again, you have to drag yourself forward one bit at a time. Uh, that's an eight. Okay. At this point, how is Oberon feeling? Oberon at this point is now probably bleeding from multiple scrapes and not like fully injured but uh, he's he's probably now he's not sure if he's fighting with the tentacles in his mind at this moment or if he's fighting with himself because he's clearly gotten himself into this situation and is now far too stubborn to turn around as some would say I mean fair but that's the Oberyn we all know and love so you keep dragging yourself through this cruel space as it seems to be getting smaller around you once more till the cross place actually splits in two neither tunnel looks pleasant from our first glance as these are smaller from a glance you know you'd fit through them but it's going to be unpleasant you're going to have to wriggle like a snake there's one that slants up, and one that keeps going straight across. What's the ground? Like, it's just stone? Like cave stone. Just wanted to make sure it hadn't changed since the fall. Over and looking at the two options ahead of him. Can I hear anything? Make me a perception check, please. That's crit one! <laughs> Do you strain your ears to listen? You can hear the sound of lapping water, but you're not sure which tunnel it comes from. Well, knowing how water works, in the one that was going up I feel like there probably be some kind of moisture coming from that side Can I, is there any cave moisture anywhere 
the condensation on the walls. Uh, nature check, please. Giving this die one last chance. If it rolls poorly again, it's going to the fireplace. It rolled a 10. So right in the middle. I can't be, I can't be mad. <laughs> I can't be upset about it. It's just like, all right, I get to survive. Uh, but for nature, I get a plus six. So that's 16. Okay. You squint at both the tunnels. But the one slanting upwards does seem slightly more moist, for lack of better description. Uh, well, I guess onwards and upwards. Huh, ladies? Yes, I know. It's going to be a tight squeeze. Please don't remind me. I know, Dorothy. I fucking know. And I will begin to drag myself like a snake through the tunnel. I just, is that one to the right? You said it second, so in my head it was to the right. Yeah, sure. I don't cool. think I specified. You didn't, but in my head, since you said it second, I was like, that one's to the right. So I will okay. go up the right tunnel. Um, athletics, please. You're going in the fireplace. Uh, that's a nine. Okay. Let's see. What's wrong with metal dice? Ah, the dice giver. You get ten. 15 feet up and once more the rocks seem to shift and just grab you round the ribs you are now stuck having a mild panic attack over in ladies I don't know what you have to do here but do anything you can to dislodge those rocks please 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 ladies do anything you can i know i know it's very tight in here i know once again dorothy i know let's do this one way okay that's a good number roll me four athletic checks see if you can beat this number I just can't roll dice. I don't know why I think it's the dice fault. It's just my fault. Uh, but, so, that is two nines, a 19, and a dirty 20. That does beat the number. Woo! You, Oberyn and his ladies. The ladies probably doing all the work at this point. And after some wriggling and pushing and shoving, you are pushed free of the little obstruction. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I Yes, I promise when we get out of here, I will find you something to eat. Don't worry, I promise. I, I know I made you bite a corpse earlier. It wasn't that bad. Don't be that upset. I assume you just keep wriggling up through the small tunnel. Well, I'm not stopping. That's for damn sure. Uh, one more athletics check, please. Hey, that's a 22. Good number. Maybe it was being caught for a moment, but you seem to be moving a lot faster through this tunnel now. Nope, 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 up for it. Panic and... will do that to you. Oh, sure. 
And after about five minutes of wriggling, you notice it starts to widen out slightly. Thank God, thank God. And as you keep going, the sun seems to, it lowers to more of a gentle slope as it widens and widens into a proper cave now where you can stand up. Oberyn kind of standing back to his full height and cracking his whole body and just, oh, thank you. <sighs> can I look about to see what's about me? Yeah. Uh, perception, please. 24. Okay. You're now at the mouth of a little sea cave. The sky, whilst always overcast at the moment, is beginning to brighten. So you can tell daytime is on its way. And you can see the mainland from where you are. And you can also see that somewhere in your little cave crawl, the red gem got stuck to, well, I assume Oberyn still got his big coat on. Yeah. Yeah, got stuck to your big bear skin. Which is sopping wet, but that's okay. Yeah. So it's daytime, you're in a sea cave, and the red gem came with you, apparently. And I examine this red gem because the fact that it somehow came with me has me a bit worried. Okay. Um, um. Hmm. That's not helpful. Oh, I'm fine. Only investigation. You just know I'm gonna roll probably below a seven. Possibly. You know what? Investigation, nature, or arcana. Your choice. I'm gonna go with nature. It's the only thing I got anything in. Let's go, nature! Uh, no, that's a 12. Okay. Pick up this gem and hold it up to the light. It's very nice. It's also warm again. Okay. Glowing slightly. When you pick it up, it sort of melts into your hand, for lack of a better term. What arm does Oberon wear his bracer on? Uh, Oberyn wears the bracer on his right arm. Okay. You can see the red slash orange of the gem travel down through Oberyn's wrist and into the bracer, somehow. What the hell is going on? We're now at the bottom of the bracer, about an inch wide. There's a scale-like pattern all around it now. Okay. No, I don't know what just happened. If, if I knew, you would know that I knew. Like, I don't... You ask me odd questions sometimes. But nothing happens immediately. Alright, well, I suppose that's a problem for our future us. Well, we need to get back to Kindra. And Oberyn will make his way towards the mouth of this sea cave before diving back into the sea and heading towards the mainland. 
You make it back to the mainland, and day is just about breaking. Volker's a fairly small town, but people are up and at them, though. Little shop fronts open. The only one that's quiet is the inn. People have clearly finished their drinking. Um, Oberyn walking would kind of just ignore everything. Just probably just still sopping wet. Wearing a just dripping bearskin coat, like covered in mud and scrapes and the nature. Just walking through town with these massive tentacles, like just over his back, kind of just wriggling and snapping at things. And every once in a while you hear over and under his breath muttering, you can't eat that. No, not them either. No, not them either. I promise you I'll get you something to eat soon. You have to get to Kindra first. It's the doctors. The tentacles apparently still hungry. And... The door, as the doctor promised, is still locked. Do you have to wait for the old man to shuffle over and undo the bolts? He peeks out. Ah, oh, it's you. Starting to think you'd gotten lost under there. No, just a mild detour. Right. Did you get the, um, the, uh, the poke weeds? That's it. Yes, of course. I, I said I would, so please let me in and I will give it to you. He opens the door. Uh, Oberyn will step in and close the door behind him before pulling his bag off and handing it to the doctor. The doctor will take out some big weed. Right. Well, this is going to take me a while to make, so if you've got anything else you want doing... You may as well go do it now. I'll lock the door again. What um happened to your stabby stick, the uh, spear? That's the one. Oberyn's eyes narrow at the doctor. Please, sir, just concern yourself with Kindra. Do not worry about what I may do or what I have lost or gained. You may as well go entertain yourself so I can get to work. Going down in his books again. Thank you. I, I, I do believe I need to get myself something to eat. Just come straight back over and I'll let you know how it's going. And Oberyn will turn and head out. You will leave his sopping wet bearskin coat. I'd assume the doctor would have like a fire or something going somewhere near yeah. a fire. Oberyn's bearskin coat finds a home over the back of a chair near a fire. <laughs> right. Be off with you then, so I could do my job. I will return soon. See you then. He's not exactly shoving you out the door, but he's doing the little sweeping hand gestures. You can hear the heavy bolt being pulled across as you leave. Oberyn will kind of look around to the now bustling town of Volkov and, or Volka and uh, probably head towards the inn, get some food. Okay. Walk over to the inn and push the door in. It's very quiet here. 
as the human woman who found you all in the field behind the bar. Morning. You know, you won't be wanting something to eat there? Uh, over and we'll approach. Uh, yes. This might sound an odd request, but I, what do you have for raw meats? Mm. Got a bit of pork, if that's any good. Oh, I, I cannot for, I just need it raw. All right. She gives you a slightly strange look, but we'll go back in, into the back and bring you out some raw pork that's already been cubed. Gonna make something with it, but can't think what, so it's yours if you want it. Uh, the minute she sets it down on the counter, like a fleet, like a, just a flood of locusts, the four tentacles all at once just, and the whole, like, whatever, like, tray of pork would be gone. Oh. Yes, um, would you happen to have any more? All right. Let's see now. Show that back. Is it gotta be just pork or can I get you a bit of something else? Cause we do need some of it. She probably can even hear from the, like wherever she is in the back, the snapping of these tentacles and just Honestly, anything would be fine. She brings you out the um, most interesting, I guess, snack tray of just raw meats. There's some chicken, some rabbit. Is that a pheasant? Where the hell did she find a pheasant in here? And a little bit more pork. Once again, in the quickest form fashion ever these four tentacles just lash down and just devour all of this meat in the span of milliseconds you want an anything for yourself oh no no i i will be fine all right maybe a drink alcoholic or non I give a toothy smile. Please, I'm sure you can answer that question by my appearance alone. Well, she'll pour an amber liquid into a glass and put it in front of you. Thank you. Take the shot of amber liquid. It burns on the way down, but it burns good. And as they say, it puts, as what's the expression? It puts hairs on your chest. Oberyn gives a deep sigh. Thank you. What do I owe you? It's on the ice. Got to help each other around here. And hey, I haven't seen you in here before. No, I'm new to the area. So please, if there is anything I can do to repay you, Please, feel free to ask. You can look after them friends of yours. They look miserable. Yes, uh, it's been a rough go of it for all of us. It's, it's 
It's been tough. You planning to stay, or are you going to be moving on at some point? Unfortunately, I don't think there is time for us to stay. I, we will be moving on as soon as we are all fit to move. Ah, we're going to miss you. But if you ever find your way back down this way, you know you're welcome here. I thank you, and I, I did not catch your name. Mavis. I didn't actually give you my name, I'm realising. Proper rude of me. Oberyn. And Oberyn will hold out his hand. Mavis will shake your hand. It's been nice having more people around. And your own friend. The tall one. What's her name? I'm going to remember as well. Moira. Good cook. A very good cook. People here like her. <laughs> that must be a wonderful feeling for Moira. Hi. I'm sure it is. Not everyone here is so easy to please. Well, Mavis, as it were, you have been wonderful and I thank you and once again, if I do pass back through here at any time, I will stop back in. I must repay your gracious nature some way. Of course. Just take care of yourself, and while you're here, just feel free to come in. It's nice to see people when you're not picking them up out of fields. Yes, as it were. All right, I, I must be off, Mavis. It was wonderful chatting with you. Perhaps we will speak again. Perhaps. She'll go back to cleaning up the bar. Uh, Oberyn will head back out of the tavern the inn. Okay. Doctor shoot you out for a while, so is there anything else you want to do? Does this town have anything resembling a, a blacksmith or anything of that nature? Well, according to a sign, the stonecutter and the blacksmith are the same person in this time. Uh, well, I would like to make my way to the stonecutter slash blacksmith. Okay. Go over to the blacksmith, and inside there is a beefy human man and a small tabaxi resting her chin on the counter that she's just a bit too small to see over properly. The human looks over. Be with you in a minute, mate. Oh, go rush. Take your time. He goes back to talking to the tabaxi. I mean, I can make a small part for it, but I ain't never seen nothing like this before. Simple firearm. I would have thought you would have seen these around here more often. Now nah, we're kind of like a, uh, what do you call them? Sword people? Hmm. Yes, I get that vibe from here. Hang on, no, that was rude. I was allowed to be rude to people. Alright, well, if you can make something, I will be back at some point. 
She takes her little fire arm off the counter, walks past you, pauses, looks up. I think I've seen you somewhere. I don't believe you have. You had a friend with a manky leg ages back. Yes, I did, actually. But it fortunately passed. Hmm, that is unfortunate. What are you doing this far south? Travelling. Not by choice, I might add. Being pulled along with the little ragtag crew. The ragtag crew? Are you still with the cult? No, they don't particularly care for us, believe it or not. They don't like us science people very much. Color me not shocked. If you're in town with a crew, then... Well, surely we should have a drink or something. I'm sure they'd like that. Well, let's say tonight, at the inn. Sure. And she pauses, starts going away, pauses, turns around again. Do you remember who the people I hang around with are? Since you forgot who I was. Oberyn will turn with a toothy smile. Oh no, not at all. But my teachings in my younger years have taught me to always be kind to those who remember you, so I will meet you for a drink later this evening. Fair answer. Drakar on her way. Big beefy human. Alright mate, how can I help you? Uh, well, I'm... I'm in looking for a new weapon. I have lost my old one and I'm kind of in a kind of an impasse, I guess, in some ways. Alright, right. What kind are you looking for? I don't know, actually. I, I, I've always used a spear, but that was more my family's thing. So I don't know. What, what do you have available? I don't know how long I will be here, so I, I don't really have time to commission something. I was just kind of looking to get something. Well, as I said to the little cat, we're not really a fancy... We're not a fancy weapon people, or a firearm people. We carry the basics, you know. Good swords, and the like. Do you have a great sword? <sighs> Give us a minute, I'm sure we got one here. Whipping some sweat off. Goes into his little back room, as it were. I mean, one of these, boss, brings out greatsword in either hand. They're both very nice. There's very little difference between the two of them, really. Except one's got a gold handle and the other's got a more obsidian coloured handle. Yes, exactly like that. Uh, the, the dark coloured handle one, how much would you like for that? Well, Bob, I'm sure as you know, gold's uh, kind of useless to us around here. 
Money for a new trade for it? What does ever end How interested are you in the alchemical items? That's like the science items, isn't it? Form of science, yes. What are you thinking? Uh, Oberyn will pull from his bag one of the vials of the chemical weapon that he stole so long ago. Um, this stuff in here will kill many men, women, children, that nature in a large area very quickly. Notice this man's there. And then a sort of shocked smile. Hang on, hang on. Pulling my leg here. Normal people, them civilians, we ain't supposed to have them. A very toothy grin as the gold in Oberyn's eyes kind of almost glints. He smiles. Well, sir, I am clearly not a normal individual, and this is clearly not a normal situation. So I am willing to trade you this or that. This ain't tracked or nothing, is it? I promise you it is not, sir. Just looks at it for a, a few moments more. Alright, I'll take your word for it. Then do we have an accord? Looks like we do. And he'll hold his hand out to shake on it. I will reach out my right hand and shake his hand before handing him the vial. He will hand over the obsidian handled sword. I will mark off one of my vials of chemical weapons. Being made by a country bumpkin, this sword really is a pretty piece of work. Yes, this this should do nicely. Hendrix always loved the great sword. Your family? Oh, yes. Oh, sorry, I forgot I was speaking out loud. It's been a bit of a problem lately. Alright, I used to do it all the time after I lost my brothers. Now it's just old George left. They say you get over it, but I think we all cope in our ways. Your humans' ability to get over things in your lifespan has always been something I have greatly admired. Well, we ain't got thousands of years like your people have and it seems like every passing day our time in this place gets shorter and shorter so you may as well make the most of what we got yes you you humans have definitely mastered that my my kind have long long forgotten that sometimes we 
seem to have forgotten what living actually is. But I thank you. Please, use that with great, great care. Of course. He'll take it into the back and put it away in his little safe. Uh, do you happen to have a, a scabbard that I may have for this sword? Uh, aye, sure. So um, take your pick. There's almost a wall rack of finely crafted ones, varying in shades of rich browns to deep blacks. Uh, Oberon would find one that he could sling to his back that would go perfectly down the middle, but then would actually kind of go more of his mid-back because if it's too high, it actually wouldn't work. Yeah. It's just not how our arms bend. But Oberon would find one that would kind of be a almost like a kind of a mid-range backpack one. Yeah. Any particular color preference? Uh, probably, he would probably, once again, he is... He's kind of a rich, you know, noble dickhead at times, and you can't really get rid of that, so you would definitely go for a matching one, and probably the most ornate of whatever dark-colored one you could find. You find one in a beautiful black material. Around the top, it's got... It's very deep, and you have to hold it up to the light. It's got a rich royal, actually, purple. Just has a band around the top. Yes, this this one here would do quite nicely. Looks good on you, mate. I, I once again thank you, and I, I did not get your name, I apologize. I'm George. We all know George around here. Well, George, I thank you. I, I, my name is Oberyn, and I promise that if I succeed in what I am trying to do, I will make sure that you, George, have others to speak to at some point. You want to be careful. I think they're military men's looking for you. Hey, once again, toothy smile comes across Oberyn's face. Oh, believe me, I'm looking for them as well. Well... Here's to you getting the drop on them. I thank you for your help. And Oprah will head out of the blacksmith's slash stonecutters. Probably at this point we would head back and see how the dock is doing. Okay. Get back to the doctor. I assume you knock on the door. Oh yeah. Don't want to surprise the old man. You hear a rustling from inside, but nobody answers the door just yet. Doc, is everything all right in there? There's more rustling, and the door is yanked open quite fiercely. Huh? What? What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Every everything's fine. Can I insight check that? You can insight check that. Let me pull up something real quick. 
What was uh, that for? It's an 18. Okay. They tried to lie, but would it be wrong of me to describe Oberon as a somewhat paranoid individual? No, not at all. Yeah. Broom, your paranoia. It clicked right away that this guy's full of shit. Oberon, without even thinking, his hand immediately lashes out and is around this man's throat, going, what is going on? What are you talking about? Could you please get your hat off of my throat? You have about one second before you are leaving this plane. You do not tell me what is happening right now. What's some fucking lunatic trying to strangle me? That's what. Everything is not all right. I can tell you are lying to me. Let go of me. He's, str- he's struggling, trying to prise your hand off of his throat. Kind of push my way into the place, not removing my hand at all. Okay, make me a quick perception check, please. I would love to, once I move the cat. <laughs> that's to go on the drinking game now, isn't it? Uh, that's even with my massive... Plus 13. That's a 15. Okay. Oberon has eyes in his head. The books that were arranged chaotically but neatly along the side with little chopped up piles of ingredients are now strewn everywhere. Pages torn missing from them. What happened here? You still got your hand on this guy's throat. Oh, I'm not letting go. He looks at you and suddenly smiles a massive smile. Whatever could you be talking about? Can I see Kindred at all? Kindred's actually in another room. This little doctor's surgery is divided into two, maybe three different rooms. Still holding onto his throat. Does the smile look familiar? Roll me a history check, please. All right, all right, that's a that's a good roll. Uh, that is a twenty-two. You've seen it briefly, but recently. Who are you, and what have you done with the doctor? <laughs> and as you ask that, there's a as. He actually misty steps out of your grasp. You can hear the because I imagine magic has sound effects on what? In the next room over. Oberyn is quick, like, is moving the second that the dot, that he misty stepped out of his hand, Oberyn is moving towards Kendra. Da, 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 da. Not too close now. And you can see why you've seen this before. They've dropped the Doctor Disguise. And you recognise them as the cocky changeling from the beginning of the trial. Holding a blade. 
the point just poking roughly where Kendra's vein in her neck would be. You don't want to join your friends, do you? They've lost someone they care about. It's very tragic. Oberyn, all four of the ladies, the tentacles just around Oberyn. About how far ahead of me is he at this moment then? Like how much distance is between us? About 30 foot. Oberyn just staring at this. What have you done with the doctor? Oh, the old man. He's somewhere around here. But I wouldn't act too rashly now. He jabs the point just enough to start drawing blood. We've already had one funeral recently around here, haven't we? What do you want? What do I want? That's a good question. I want to watch the world burn, but... Oberyn is vibrating in rage at this moment and just staring at this changeling. He's kind of edging slowly, like not towards, but kind of like around. Slowly forwards, but more just edging. Yeah. You can see it's Changeling's eyes following you as you move. Please do not hurt her. She has done nothing to you. No. She hasn't. I will give you that one. People die every day though. Yeah, they seem to die at an exponential rate. Um, so this is like the medical area, clearly. As Oberyn's moving about, is there any, like, the doctor's tools? Uh, very quick perception, please. Just a quick glance around. That is a 31. Okay. Take your pick between a very big scalpel, a very little scalpel, or some strange plier things. Uh, Oberyn would be kind of, as I said, I'm keeping eye contact with him. So, but Oberyn very, probably with one of the tentacles, would be trying to get the small scalpel. Okay. Roll me a sleight of hand, please. I assume you're trying to be very subtle about this. Yes, I'm using one of the like back tentacles to like do it as I'm keeping eye contact. Uh, that is a 18. Okay, yeah. The changing doesn't even seem to notice as you do grab the scalpel. Uh, as Dorothy grabs the scalpel, uh, the tentacle, I'd like it kind of just like to slip it into my left hand. Mm-hmm. Now I don't. No, you clearly don't know what you want. So why are you here fucking with me? Because it's funny. That's the only answer I have for you. I've been moving this like whole time, like slowly kind of edging around uh, about how much distance have I covered? Moving slowly, 
We've covered about 10 foot so far. All right. So there's about 20 feet between us. And he just has the chamberlain, they just have one of their hands with a knife to Kindra's throat, right? Yeah. If you make any sudden movements, it does jab Kindra slightly harder. And he has jabbed her enough to draw blood at the moment. Understand that. Well, this is one of those situations where damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. So knowing how the anatomy of the arm, can I see, like, as they're jabbing at it, is their wrist exposed? Good question. Very, very tiny amount of their wrist is exposed. So using this scalpel that I have, I have the tiny scalpel. I would like to, quick as a whip, aim for the inside of their wrist with this scalpel and try and throw it. And as I do that, I would immediately like to charge as well. Okay, right. I guess make me a ranged attack. <laughs> right. At disadvantage because you, you know what, we'll call it double disadvantage because you're aiming for a very, very tiny spot. All right. Part of the die. Part of the die. That's a crit one. Scalpel flies straight past him and clatters to the floor. Although he is momentarily distracted. Like, what the fuck was that? Uh, then I would like to charge. And my tentacles are about six to eight feet as they can extend. So if I'm only 20 feet away, I move. I have 30 feet of movement. I could move that 15 feet in the span of about a second. So with that, I could have my tentacles on him and I want all four of the, like, two of the tentacles my left side tentacles to go for both the wrist and his like shoulder joint to try and stop the arm and then I'm going for his throat with my hands and the other tentacles to try and grab his other arm. Okay. Roll me some attacks then. Disadvantage or? I'm gonna say yes because he does attempt to get out of your range. All right, so I'll, I'll, I'll roll the tentacle attacks first to go for the blade and the blade arm. Uh, let's see, 14 for the first one. Uh, and a 13 for the second one. And I'll roll to grab at his throat with my two hands. I'll just roll that. So 13, again. All right, and then for the other two tentacles. Ah, dropped a crit 20, but the other one is still a 23 to hit. Okay. And then one more tentacle attack. That's 12. So the 23 definitely hits. (laughs) Shocker. Manages to dodge back as you try to grab his arm with the blade, accidentally nicking Kendra's neck a bit more in the process. But he does stumble backwards into the bed properly. And there's a moment where 
Kendra sort of comes around, just a little bit. Enough to see the changeling. And in a very raspy voice, as she hasn't really drunk anything over the past few days, she screams and tries to back away from him as best she can. I got him away from now, like, since he backed away from Kendra, I'm just going to now position myself between him and Kendra and just standing at the ready and pulling the greatsword, going, now this can end one of two ways. Either you're going to leave here now and never bother me again, or I'm going to kill you where you stand, forever thinking of getting in my business. See his eyes flick from the sword to Kendra. Back to you. Never stop smiling, even though at this point you can see the glint of fear in their eyes. I can promise you one of those things. And then, they're gone. I will sheathe the sword and go to Kendra. It's, it's okay, it's okay. You're fine, you're fine. No, 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 you don't, you don't get it. That's him. That's, that's the one, one, the one from the trial. Yes, I know, I know, but you have to be calm. You have to calm down. You are not in any state. Calm, Kendra. It will be fine. She's trying to grab at her side, but also try to find the words. I, I will kind of pull her hands back as I'm pushing her back into the bed. Kendra, you have to calm. Be calm. He's gone. Let's come back. It will be fine. I will deal with him when the time is right. It will be fine, Kendra. You cannot. Please, please, Kendra, lay back down. Does take her a few minutes to calm down. Enough to do it as Oberon asks. She does lay back down in the bed, all hunched up small mouth. Uh, Oberon will be looking around. Doc! Doctor, are you here? Are you okay? Ah. A noise comes from the storage cupboard. Please, Kendra, do not move. You, I do not know if the doctor had any success. You seem to be doing better, but I, just please, stay still. She doesn't move. Um, Oberyn will turn and make his way over to the storage cabinet where he heard the noise coming from. Okay, you open up, and the doctor's been tied up. There's some. Somebody's clearly shoved a large amount of probably quite dirty bandages in his mouth and used it to try and silence him. I'll first of all pull the bandages out of his mouth. I'm so sorry that you got involved in all of this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, lad. You came back just in time. I, I, don't, I don't even know how I got in. Yes, well, I... Thankfully, did arrive in time. It was one minute. I was, I was just finishing up, and then there's this thing in here. 
It is gone now. As Oberyn will use his claws to sever the bindings on his hands yeah. and feet. And the rope just falls to the floor. And the doctor gets to his feet, trying to brush himself off. I, I just about finished as well. Yes, I I don't mean to be callous. I'm, I know you were just held captive, but the creature who was in here did make Kendra quite upset. She's moving about, so I feel that whatever you are going to do must be done soon, as she is not well. Aye, aye, I'll get on that now. And he, old man, shuffles to the bench. Bastard. Bastard didn't take it, thank God for that. You can see he's made... Well, the best way I can describe it is it's just a little bowl of what looks like green mush. And it smells strongly of herbs. And grasses. Right. This is gonna hurt, so... May I want to try and keep her calm. Uh, Oberyn will make his way back to his stool and grab Kendra's hand. Okay, this this is not going to be pleasant, but it, it must be done. Right? You're strong. You can handle this, right, Kendra? She doesn't say anything, but she just grips Oberyn's hand back as tightly as she can. And it is unpleasant. Kendra's not got claws, but she digs her nails in that much. She may well have them. Oberyn will have a line of little nail prints all along his hand. Oberyn doesn't try and take his hand back at all. As she tries not to cry, as just from looking, you can tell this stuff when it's pressed into a wound. Almost smells like it's burning away her flesh at points. And the doctor's doing his best. He's like, I know, I know this. This is awful. But it's got to be done. Unless you want to call it curtains now. Doc, I have put my faith in you for this long. Please just continue on. It's a grueling 19 minutes of pure agony for Kendra. As it probably does feel, I suppose like someone's slicing her flesh away. Being the embodiment of fire, burning probably isn't so bad for her. But it's done. And the doctor starts applying fresh dressings to the wound. And you can see at this point just how long it is. It stretches pretty much from the base of her neck down to her hip bone. Is she still conscious? She passed out around the six minute mark, but regained consciousness again towards the end. It's all done, Kendra. The doctor is done for now. I think I'm gonna throw up. Yes, um, Doc, do you have a bucket? 
Ah, it's just under the bed there. Yeah. If you need to throw up. Yeah. I'll pull the bucket to the side of the bed. And she lays back down. What? Wait till the doctor goes. What happened? It's one minute. We're in the arena. People are cheering. And I don't remember anything after that. Yes, we won. And then we were given our freedom, but I don't know, something went wrong in the transportation and we were dumped here. We lost Turk. It's all my fault, isn't it? An almost sad smile comes across Oberyn's face. No, no, Kindra. No, it is not your fault. That blame belongs squarely to someone else. Please do not burden yourself with it. just been able to watch Turk and Ned you wouldn't have had to come in after me Kindra, please please, do not do not worry about that I am just happy that you are alive at this moment please, you need your rest though do they hate me now? No, Kendra, no one, no one blames you in the slightest. This, this was not your fault. Just please, do not worry. Just rest. Rest now, Kendra. I'm just so glad to have you back. She'll lay back down and just start staring off at the wall. Doctor, may I speak with you for a moment? Hi. Do you want to come through here? Yes, please. Packing up and washing out the little dishes. Is she going to be alright, Doctor? Physically, I'd say so, unless any more strange things try to come in here. It said something about finishing a job, getting rid of the witnesses. I don't know, it was strange times, but it probably won't happen again. So physically, I should be fine. Mentally, it might take a bit longer. That was my next request. Do you have anything that we could give her to help her get some sleep? I have a strong feeling that even in all of this pain, it's going to come not easy for her this evening. Let me have a look. Pulls out a small green glass bowl. Give her a very, very small amount of this, and I mean a very small amount. It's a medicine from the old times, as it were, back when the island was first established. 
It can be addictive if you have too much. Once again, Doc, thank you for all of your help. I will stay here this evening to watch over Kendra, and if you wish to stay here as well, I, I will make sure no more harm comes to either of you. I trust you on that. And I'll uh, make my way back to Kendra. All right. I know you have a lot of questions and a lot of worry at this time, but you need your rest. The doctor has given me this to give to you. What is it? It's a medicine that will help you sleep tonight. You will be safe. I will not leave the side of this bed until you wake again. I promise you that. You can see as she looks at you, she does trust Oberyn with her life. Oberyn, for probably the first time in a, a long, long time, actually smiles genuinely with a bit of just, I'm so glad to have you back. I, I truly missed you, Kendra. I missed you. And then Oberyn will take the smallest amount of the dabber and give it to her. Well, in four minutes, Kindra is out cold again. But this time, slightly snoring. And Oberyn will take his spot in the stool next to Kindra's bed. <laughs> I wish you could see me, Ophelia. I couldn't help you, but I can help her. I can damn well help her. And Oberyn will maintain watch. Oberyn just stays there, I assume. No going to meet people for drinks. That's fair. Hmm. It's mostly undisturbed, except for one point the doctor poking his head around the door. You want something to eat or drink, lad? I'm uh, just going to the inn. Mavis up there does pack you off a meal if you want it. No, no, I, I shall be fine. Alright. Be back in a bit then. And shuffles out the door. So everyone do anything else whilst he's keeping guard over Gendra? No, he kind of just sits, stews in his own thoughts. Okay. Well, as you sit there and stew. As the night progresses on, the doctor does come back fairly shortly. He sits in the other room to eat his food and eventually shuffles off 
to his little bed, basically in the other cupboard. He's a man of simple means. Any thoughts in particular? Brendan's kind of he's pulled he's unsheathed the great sword and it's kind of just got the point down into the ground and is almost kind of spinning it just kind of staring at the subsidian handle it's just kind of getting back to the times of, of his youth kind of hanging out with his brother Hendrix and Ophelia and training with the weapons back in the day and the fun they used to have with them just the absolute night and day to the situation he now finds himself in staring at his own reflection in the blade as it spins around, kind of just seeing what he has become and knowing that he'll never be like that again. It's over in Duncan Vallon, as he was, is dead in a lot of ways. While the name lives on, he's changed, grown evolved to something different. Night becomes day, and Kendra wakes up again early in the morning, sitting up bolt upright in that way, where, well, you wake up suddenly confused, wondering where the hell you are for a moment. Hmm. Okay. This... This seems a bit better than when I last saw this place. I'm glad to see you've woken up. Are you hungry? Starving. I'm wasting away in here. Albrain reaches out his hand. Well then, let us find your clothes get you something to eat. Sounds like a plan. And she'll get up slowly, still trying not to bend too much on her injured side and find her clothes, which are only a few feet away. Got knocked to the floor in the fight. She does grumble a bit by how dusty they are now. Whatever that ointment did, it seems to have brought her back to her usual self, just a little bit. Have you been there all night? Of course. I told you I would not move. I didn't snore, did I? A genuine smile crosses Oberyn's face again. What answer would you like to hear? No, but I've been told I do snore, so I worry you may be lying to me if that's what you say. Not a sound, Kindra, not a sound. Oh, that's an improvement. Now, I'm going to be slow to get there, but I recall you mentioned something about breakfast. Oberyn holds out his arm to her. I did. I did say something about breakfast. Kendra will take Oberyn's arm. 
There is a wonderful woman by the name of Mavis who would be very gracious to serve us today, I'm sure. All six of us? Oh yes, all six of us. Good, I like her already. And Oberyn will begin to lead Kendra out of the office and towards the inn. And as you walk outside, the camera pans up, up and away, until Volker's just a tiny dot on the map. And we're going to leave that on that surprisingly wholesome ending. So, thank you for listening to my rambling mess, as I've kind of dubbed all of these. I never know how to do the outros because I'm used to following people's lead. So, Chad, where can people find you? Uh, yes, uh, thank you for a wonderful time today. I hope you've enjoyed this. I quite enjoyed playing today. But yes, if you want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Chad's underscore mind or at you from, to, oh, nope, at BFTR2PO. And I should probably redo the whole all of our outros because that's outdated but that's a different problem for a different chat uh if you want to listen to me on podcast you can do so on uh, vftr 2.0 or clearly here on dungeons and junkies which are clearly featured on visionaries global media type it into a search engine you'll find us on a podcasting platform you enjoy remember to like comment share and subscribe bada bing bada boom nailed it very nice and as i have always been i am sure beans on twitter where i lurk and don't post but I also get to supervise the Dungeon Junkies art on Instagram, which, yes, it has been quiet, but hey, stranger things have happened, which is just Dungeon Junkies on Instagram. Make sure you like and subscribe, as it were. Like and subscribe? I don't know. I don't run a YouTube channel. That's why I'm used to hearing. Anyway, follow Dungeons and Junkies. Also follow Game Junkies while you're at it. And while you're at that, you should follow Alex too at Spiderbird UK and Matt at the Matt Attack. Is it the Mass Attack UK? I will redo that bit. Yep, follow Matt as well at the Mass Attack UK. They're normally here doing the outro part, and I'm just like, hi, I'm Kerry. But you wanna do the yeah, you wanna do the outro? Sure. I'm Kerry. And I have been Chad. And this was Dungeon Junkies. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this podcast was brought to you by me, Kerry, in conjunction with Visionaries Global Media and Matt Attack Productions. Man, this was a depressing episode.